Welcome back to the Metric Stack Podcast. Today, we're joined by Vicki Freed, who's a Chief Strategist, Loyalty, Data, and Customer Performance at Differly. She's a seasoned business performance strategist and loves driving improved customer business performance by leveraging insights and data. She's highly versed in member and customer engagement and performance, data insights, marketing, and customer loyalty. With a career spanning 20 years, Vicky has a track record for using data and analytics to transform organizational results across multiple markets, organizations, and sectors. So impressive background. Vicki, thrilled you're with us. Thank you, Lauren. Great to see you all. I'm Lauren Thibodeau, and I'm joined by co-host Alan Villa. Thanks, Lauren. Welcome, Vicki. Um, so today we're talking ARPU, or Average Revenue Per User. Vicki, why don't we, before we get into the, the nuts and bolts, why don't you set the stage? What is this metric about? What is the context that we should be thinking before we get into the details? Yeah, absolutely. So average revenue per user is really a key metric to assess and, and monitor a an organization's customer and, and overall organizational and business performance. So it's really important an important metric in establishing a, a baseline, a current situation, and then using that to to establish targets and then monitoring performance against those targets. And typically I recommend having this metric stand on its own as an overall metric, but then also peeling back the layers and looking at it in terms of the segments, because as we just very quickly touched upon, there's a lot that that gets lost in the word average. There's a lot of nuance, which is you start to dissect it on uh, a quartile or decile basis. You start to actually bring it to life in, in terms of the significance that it re- represents and what it says about the different customer groups. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be a theme throughout all of our uh, interviews, like averages can lie. So the idea of segmenting and sort of, you know, looking under the hood is really important. You know, I think for everybody out there, make sure that you're not just treating this number as a single value, look a little deeper. So there, there is another metric called ARPA, uh, and we use that at Clipfolio actually as well, just so that we sort of distinguish between the two. They're very similar. Uh, ARPU is per user. Uh, ARPU is per account. Vicky, have, have you run into those two metrics as well? Are they related? Are they super similar? Are they confused? Great question. They are very much related. So the per user per account, a lot of it depends on the, the particular organization and the way that they consider their customers. So if a particular customer is viewed as an account, then the account reference is what is most relevant. If an organization's customers are individual users, then that becomes what's relevant. And so I think there's a lot of kind of nuance to that, but ultimately it's it's really about the customers. So ultimately, I know we have the, the nuances around users, accounts, customers, members. In my world, all of those are, are relevant, but the metric in and of itself has the same applicability, the same significance, regardless of nomenclature. Okay, cool. And just for folks listening, could you just break it down really simply, Vicky, for us? Like, what's the actual formula? What is this metric, average revenue per user? 
Absolutely. So the math is very, very simple. It's really the total revenue divided by the number of customers, users, accounts, whatever that that factor is. It's a very simple formula. And then where it becomes an important factor is the, the unit of time. So typically companies will monitor it on a on a varying level of frequency. So typically monthly, quarterly and, and annually is a cadence that, that I tend to recommend measuring and monitoring it. Now, this is really simple, right? If we're just taking the revenue, total revenue, dividing it by the number of accounts, and and yeah, I agree, you, you look at it, is this a weekly, monthly, or how do you express it, an annual amount? But this is something that would be very easily benchmarkable. Because it is so simple, you could probably quite easily say, well, in my industry or in my geo, how do I stack up against other companies? Do you see this happening? Are there certain uh, pitfalls or or things that you should consider when you're looking at that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So, um, you know, I mean, a lot of the work that I do tends to be around driving, helping organizations drive customer business performance. So a lot of it is about their own internal engines of tracking it and really looking at it in the way that it applies to customer segments. So a lot of the work that I do is about helping companies identify their best, their high growth potential, and then the rest of their customers. And so if you look at something like ARPU across that that sort of breadth of customer segments, your ARPU for your best customers versus your high growth potential customers versus the rest is going to be vastly different. So the best customers will have a far higher value typically. Your growth potential will have a mid-level and then your the rest will have a, a much, much lower value. I think that looking at it from that perspective brings a whole other kind of layer of baseline and, and tracking. And then another, and, and so that's one um, element or component of it, looking at these numbers based on the targets that organizations set in terms of growth metrics or growth targets, in terms of setting their, if they're introducing new products or uh, acquiring new new divisions or whatnot, they will typically set targets around that by way of of achieving growth. And then your comment is, I think, an additional third layer from just an overall sort of industry or similar company type perspective where they can measure themselves against what makes sense in our industry. So I think there's a few different applications for it. And because it's such a simple metric in terms of calculation, it is really easy to apply it to all of these different scenarios and important to apply it to all of these different scenarios. It's one of my favorite. You you did, you did start talking a little bit about sort of the distribution, which is really interesting. And is this how you're coaching the companies that you work with to look at it, to understand where are you getting the highest or the greatest, you know, concentration of ARPU or revenue? And maybe that's how you work into the best fit or the the most efficient customers for the business growth. I think you absolutely have to sort of go under the hood on this metric. I mean, just looking at it as a single number is not good enough. What are, what are your customers finding the most beneficial? I think, so I'm a loyalty marketer at heart. Since 1996, I'm dating myself, but since 1996, I have been an an avid advocate of the principles of customer loyalty marketing. Within that realm, I believe in the value of looking at customers based on their key behavioral-based segments. And so within that, there are a few different metrics, average revenue per user or customer, 
is first and foremost, because it is so integral and so key to an organization's performance. Frequency and, and recency are the other two, but looking at an organization's customers based on their behavioral-based distinctions. And so typically I'll start out with looking at customers either in, in terms of quartiles based on based on revenue or deciles, depending on the organization and how the data falls out. And then within that, you start to look, you start to see natural groupings or natural segments are formed. And there are a few key metrics that I tend to look at to really distinguish and drive the establishment and performance of each of these segments. And ARPU is, is right up there. It's one of the top ones. It's, so, it's just so integral and so poor that it's always in the top X number of metrics. Okay, really cool. And so you've talked about how some companies who are using it can look at it in conjunction with a few other factors. Are there companies who shouldn't really be tracking it or it's too early in their life cycle to really look at this metric in any kind of useful way? That's a really great question. Organizations that perhaps are in their real sort of infancy stage where their revenue streams or customer bases are, are not that well developed, perhaps are the exception. Ultimately, I think most organizations should be tracking this. I just think it's so critical and, and so fundamental, but there are a few sort of exceptions. So I think uh, sort of the cycle for the organization, if they're you know, too far into or too early in their kind of infancy, they just won't have the relevant data to make it really useful. And then, and then organizations where there's a lot of a free component, which again, part of it is cycle-based, where there's, again, anytime there's not, there isn't the actual data to support this metric, that's really the time where you wouldn't use it. As soon as you have a a good chunk of time and customer and a solid customer base and data that supports a tracking of this metric, that's where it becomes, you know, significant. The the other, and I don't think it's really that applicable to to your audience or or market, but some organizations just don't have this data. So if you look at the space of, at the retail space, everything in retail, unless there's a loyalty program in place, is based on transaction data, not mm. based on customer or user data. So, um, you know, in your industry, in your space, for most of your the organizations that 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 Clipfolio tends to work with, it's a massive advantage to be able to have this data. But sometimes organizations that have access to this data don't sometimes don't realize how fortunate and they are and how much wealth there is just in having access to, to that data, which if you look at retailers, they invest millions and millions of dollars in developing technologies and systems and, and programs to capture this data because it's so crucial to the health and performance of, of an organization. So, Vicky, I was going to ask you about that. Um, I mean, our, our world is all about subscription revenue, but, you know, there's a lot of companies, you know, probably the lion's share that is not subscription uh, based. So is this metric one that is more useful for subscription businesses? You're looking at the, you know, average revenue per user because there's a recurring cycle, or is this something that is actually applicable to uh, traditional retailers and companies as well? It's super relevant to traditional um, industries and, and in the world of retail. And it's very important because of that nuance around identifying the key, you know, performance-based customer segment in a subscription-based organization or an organization where there, there is already access to this data. 
it, there's a lot of inherent knowledge and yeah, that and insight that comes with just having that data. You're able to know who your best customers are and therefore determine who is it that we need to make sure we're keeping happy and that we're nurturing and we're growing and that we're mm-hmm. really investing in the relationships with who are those segments where there's really opportunity for growth. In other industries, it is equally important, just that much more difficult. But honestly, I believe that this is an important metric for every organization with an expansive customer base and a substantial revenue stream. Yeah. Traditionally, you would think like a a brick and mortar shop would have average revenue per transaction or average revenue at checkout basket size. This is one level up in that you're basically, you're monitoring each individual customer over a certain time span and then aggregating that data to understand, well, what is the frequency and the bucket size over over entire month or, or quarter or year? So you're absolutely right. Modern systems must be able to do this kind of stuff today. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, so there's really, you know, if you sort of apply the customer performance or revenue performance lens to it, the one of the reasons we track all of this stuff is so that we can improve upon it, so that we know what the baseline is, so that we can set targets around it, and then so that we can monitor and see how we're doing in terms of the strategies that we're implementing and you know, developing and implementing to, to achieve those targets. And, and so if all you have access to is transactions, that's really giving you a very limited lever. There's only so much that you can do with a transaction, especially if it's anonymized. If you have no idea what customer it ties to, there's very little that you can actually do with that, just that in terms of the, the data insight. Whereas if you start to link it to an actual customer, that opens up the world in terms of what you know about that customer, what other data points you have on that customer, where there's opportunity to to nurture and grow that customer in, in terms of all of the modern technologies that we have available. The amount of data that retailers have on me, like I am not, I, they would have everything. They can slice and dice this every which way. So I'm sure they've got it all down pat. They love it when we scan our card at the grocery store and all of those things. Yeah. You touched on a couple of things, Vicky, and I, I just want to pick up on this. You touched on looking at this in context with, say, frequency or recency of transactions or usage. Can you just talk a little bit about the bundle of metrics that might go together and pair nicely with average revenue per user? Yeah, absolutely. So the traditional, as, as I said, I'm a loyalty marketer at heart. So the traditional sort of loyalty metrics are recency, frequency, and monetary. And so the, the sort of purpose or motivation behind a loyalty strategy is to really determine who the, the most valuable mem- customers or members are to an organization and then develop the opportunities to, to grow them along the purchase path. So those tend to be the core the core metrics. So uh, recency is the, how recent your last transaction was. Frequency is the number of transactions per period of time. Monetary is the value of the transaction. And then there's a few others that I know we've spoken about in the past. The lift and spend is is another uh, important one. There's a win back rate that I like to work with, which which approaches another sort of segment, which is past subscribers, members, customers. An organization can tap into from a reacquisition or, or win back perspective. And all of this is in order to maximize or optimize marketing and revenue performance. It's much cheaper to to market to an existing customer or a previous customer than a broad uh, market base. Yeah, I mean, that would be an interesting way to segment the data too. So, you know, what is the ARPU for first-time customers? What is the ARPU for loyal 
customers. And I can definitely see that's something that you'd want to maximize. How frequent are they going to come back? How loyal? How much are they spending in addition to what they originally spent? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so overall value, if you will, to of a customer tends to consist of a number of different things, what they buy, how often they buy, how much they spend per transaction. So there's a number of different elements and they tend to be weighted to create an overall valuation system of a particular customer. And so then you would apply that to your entire customer base and that will give you some really important insight into the overall distribution of customers that, that you have. So I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. So, so you've got, you do this ARPU analysis, you're sitting down, you're looking over all the data, you, you've got rich ability to segment and slice this stuff. Give me a story or an example of how a customer changed their strategy or stopped doing something or doubled down on something. So I'll give you maybe a couple of examples. So I like to work with something called the move the middle strategy, which I'm not sure if you've heard of or familiar with. I'm starting to, yeah, it's something that I've been familiar with and have been practicing for, for over 20 years now, but I'm starting to actually see it more and more outside of the world of loyalty and customer performance marketing. But if you look at sort of the distribution of average revenue per customer per user and put it on, you know, a, a chart. There's a notion around driving. So often organizations who, who look to drive growth, think of it in terms of finding a small group of customers and really driving substantial growth from that group of small group of customers. The approach of moving the middle is a very different one. And it is that taking a large group of customers and really motivating them for small incremental growth. And I'm talking like a 10%, even 5%. And this is where, I mean, if you look at it in the in a retail environment where 2% growth is quite significant, or in a performing arts example where 10% growth is very difficult to come by, if you approach it in that from that perspective and really layer this an ARPU strategy against your segments of customers to try to create, to motivate just small five to 10% growth, but across a wide range of customers, that's where you start to really see the profitability and, and the revenue growth because you're not looking for anyone to, it's very difficult to look for any customer to double their spend. But if you take a, a customer that is, let's say a coffee house, it's very easy to have a customer make just one more, purchase one more coffee per quarter for example, or in the world of grocery, one more item per basket. These are very easy incremental behaviors to motivate. And that's where that shift really comes in nicely. I've, I actually really like that because oftentimes there are known strategies for an enterprise to focus on that 80-20 rule. But this is a strategy that actually lends itself more to an established mass market brand. So we have this brand, we've got these users, we're not going to very easily change our brand, our position in the market, but how do we, I love that idea, how do we move the distribution of this middle segment, this mass market, how do we sort of get a little bit more out of that? So I think that's actually very cool. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really, it's just math, really. That's what it is. It's really just it's, it's just simple math. <laughs> So another off-roading question, because you're getting me thinking here. So about loyalty, about increasing revenue per user, have you ever overlaid or seen cases where you're overlaying customer sentiment metrics like 
NPS or satisfaction or effort with ARPU to see if there's any kind of causality, correlation, relationship? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think the desired view is sometimes different than the real and actual view. If we were to step back and look at a loyalty strategy, we would like to think that our most frequent, high, most loyal, most valuable, highest value customers have the highest NPS and highest satisfaction. But that's not always the case. So that's, I think, what we would like to typically see. It doesn't necessarily reflect reality. So, um, I mean, I think ultimately the idea is to, I think, for an organization to know who their best, highest growth and rest group of customers are, and then to layer every single additional data point that they have at their disposal within that view so that they have a really strong idea of who are these best customers in as much detail as they have at their disposal. Who are they? What are their characteristics? What are their behaviors? What are their values? What else do they like to purchase? How do they feel about us? And again, you know, ideally they would love us and love us more than the sort of cherry picker type or infrequent type customers. So that's, if we were to model it out, that's how it would, that's how it would fall. But that's not always necessarily reality. And part of it is because you know, your best customers are often the ones that are more vocal, more invested, have stronger opinions and people being people. We, we sometimes, if we're invested and committed to something, we tend to want it to be better. And so then see things based on not just how we see things based on its shortcomings, as well as the things that we like about it. So we've covered a lot of ground here. Um, any last words of advice for, you know, somebody that is starting to dig in and understand uh, ARPU better? Yeah, it is a tremendously valuable lever. And I would, and anybody who has access to this data can and should be tracking it. And even if I tend to look at it in terms of multi layers with various other data points, but an organization that simply wants to get started in optimizing customer performance or revenue performance, this is a really great start. So I know many of your clients are at various stages. Some of them are, you know, in, in their early stages. This is something that pretty well any organization can really rally around that has access to this data, of course. And, and the beauty of it is its simplicity and accessibility. So it's not something that you need a team of data scientists for. It's not something that you need every single sophisticated tool that's available. It's really very simple. It is, it comes down to simple math and it comes down to the very sort of core and fundamental customer strategies and, and marketing strategies to, to do what many organizations already do, which is try to treat their best customers well and recognize them and show them appreciation and, and present opportunities for growth to those customers where there is that fit to do. So that those are, are probably my sort of closing um, thoughts are that this is something that every organization that can do this should do it. It's highly lucrative and highly profitable and super simple and, and works. I've been doing this for, you know, over 20 years and that organizations that really, that really focus on driving this tracking and driving this metric experience significant results. Vicky, thank you so much. Vicky Fried is chief uh, strategist at Differly. Uh, all the insights on moving the middle. And of course, it's just math, right? <laughs> That's right. Thank you both very much. This is great. Thank, thank you, Vicky.
If you enjoyed today's conversation about metrics and data, be sure to check out Metric HQ, our online resource for the metrics that matter most to you and your business.